Hey everyone, and welcome to Cocktail Culture with Citywide Liquors. I am Daniel, and this week uh, we have a, another whiskey rep with us. We have Kevin Hogan from Backbone Bourbon Company. He is the Midwest sales representative, so if you live within the 10-state area around Indiana, including Indiana, he is probably a representative for that brand. Kevin, how's it going? Very good. Thank you, Daniel. Good, good. Awesome. That is great to hear. So um, I know this isn't your first foray into the alcohol world. So uh, what, uh, let's see, how long have you been in, in the alcohol industry? You know, you asked me that and I had to think for a second. But it's been, <laughs> uh, 30 years now since oh I graduated gosh. from college and started selling spirits and wine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have you, so have you been mostly, mostly with the distributor that whole time or how's that gone? Started for about 10 years with a distributor, a nationwide or actually worldwide distributor, and then moved into retail for 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's where I did a lot of wine study. Um, yeah, definitely. Came out of that experience back into the wholesale for a smaller boutique distributor mm -hmm. and um, selling both spirits and wine, which kind of led to this position with Backbone. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I feel like uh, throughout the industry, as I've only, I've, nowhere near you. I've only been in the industry around on and off for about 10 years. And, uh, but you see kind of every aspect of it, but you can see the pluses and minuses of each side of it where you're like, Oh, in a bar versus specific brand apps versus distributors. You're just like, there are pluses, pluses to everything, but also your scheduling, I feel like is also something that's important too for people. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, what, uh, so after that whole journey that you've gone on, what brought you, uh, to wanting to specifically just represent one brand and a whiskey brand at that. So about 10 years ago, Backbone Bourbon was started by the owners of our distributorship here in Indiana. Oh, okay. And they saw the need to have whiskey in our portfolio that wasn't going to be bought and sold on a weekly or monthly basis because so many brands get bought. They switch uh, importers, exporters, mm -hmm. and... <laughs> Right before the whiskey boom hit, a little foresight from our ownership saw that we needed to have something on a permanent basis. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we could own it and control it was um, a big plus. And it just kind of took off from there. So I've been selling Backbone for 10 years in the Indiana market. Mm -hmm. And the past year, I've gone into the Midwest and Hopefully when travel restrictions ease, I'll be able to do more travel around the Midwest states and promote Backbone Bourbon. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it's, it's a great brand. How many different, um, how many different like SKUs do you have in the market? I know there's at least the, the regular bourbon, there's the rye, there's the uncut. How many total do you guys have? Yeah, so those are our core four, the mm -hmm. uh, pine bourbon, the uncut bourbon, the bone snapper rye and the x-ray, which is our four-year-old rye. Mm -hmm. We also have the bone dry gin, and then uh, we've done some specialty items off of there. Um, we've done a 10-year-old Old Bones backbone mm -hmm. and being released right now is a 15-year-old project. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've also bought barrels from Scotland, a single grain scotch, which mm -hmm. is a 14-year-old single grain uncut scotch whiskey. And there'll be, uh, oh boy, we also did a weeded barrel. Oh, wow. Awesome. Where we do a 95% wheat. So some of these specialty items. So it's kind of uh, a twofold attack of knowing our like our core products of having high proof, really great tasting whiskey, and also being uh, innovative with some other uh, projects that we're starting to do. 
Yeah, definitely. No, I was uh, perusing the Backbone website this week, and because I don't, we don't have the scotch in our store yet. But I saw that on there, and that sounded really interesting to me. Is that a that means so that's a brand new product for you guys? Has it been hitting shelves recently, or? Um, I think we bought the barrels about twenty four months ago. Okay. So uh, one of our owners, Nolan, is an avid golfer, mm-hmm. and I believe he was probably over there also tasting barrels in Scotland <laughs> while on a golf trip. Business trip, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it fit in the single grain whiskey that you could buy multiple barrels of fit right into our flavor profile and we can offer a 14 year old scotch at 70 bucks 75 bucks on yeah, the shelf so that is yeah <laughs> i feel like that's i don't a... know if it will come back uh whether we will pursue it when we run out mm-hmm. uh, which will probably be in the next 12 months or so but also we might head back over there and keep the project going yeah, yeah, exactly. See how you're going to run out too quick and be like, well, I guess uh, we got to gotta make this work again. Got to ship those barrels over. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely adds a little bit more to the process when it's coming out of a different country than as uh, coming out of Indiana. But yeah. <laughs> logistics-wise, I guess, and that's what distributors are for. Um, so, like, um, I know as you have the different, um, you know, the different ages, I know that's important. Um, people like to see the progression of a whiskey. I mean, even a, not even just a scotch, but a bourbon and rye as well. You see the age, you see the flavors that come out of it with age. Um, but you also have these, the uncut, the prime, there's all these, uh, the different, um, brands in there. How do you feel that like, it's important to have a higher alcohol or like a cast strength bourbon in the lineup? Um, how do you feel like, does it just hitting a different uh, consumer base or is that more about like expanding the palate of uh, the traditional bourbon and rye drinkers? Yeah, all the above. Uh, but Backbone was born of one, the necessity for us to have control of our own whiskey products. Mm-hmm. And when the initial um, mash bills were tasted and tested, of what we wanted to do, the Backbone Uncut Bourbon, our original product, after tasting with multiple um, experts in the industry, it's like, why would you guys even cut that? <laughs> so the questions of how, how do you take a barrel strength whiskey and how far do you cut it down where you start losing flavor or adding caramels or sugars to it? And the whole concept of, we've got a really good product right here um, why not eat that? We were one of the first um, barrel strength whiskeys to hit the market 10, 11 years ago. And then the whole marketing concept of we didn't strip the backbone out of this whiskey. Mm-hmm. So thus born the name of the companies. <laughs> so backbone on the bourbon side, uh, bone snapper on the rye side, um, mm-hmm. just showing the, the strength of the product with very little uh, dilution, almost of the barrel for most of the products. You're going to taste the whiskey in the barrel. Yeah, definitely. So I yeah, we're like... high proof, triple digit company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I think also it's kind of um, maybe uh, there's something to uh, 
the more raw product being allowed out into just for giving consumers the opportunity to, I feel like people have been getting a little more uh, scientific with their whiskey drinking and they're uh, getting really into pipetting and whatnot and, uh, you know, dropping their own water in there and just trying to see, you know, I think that's something that people have enjoyed with scotch because, you know, any real scotch drinkers always tell you like, yeah, add a little water to your taste. Like it opens it up a lot. It's not diluting the product. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's tuning it to your flavor profile because everyone has different tastes. So I think it's cool to be able to do that with bourbon as well. Yeah, it does that for the consumer. Um, we took the backbone and cut at one point in time with the cube and actually did a video with the five minute mark, the 10 minute mark, the 15 minute mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whiskey just kept changing over 20 minutes with just <laughs> a slight uh, melt of the ice. So it was outstanding just seeing how that flavor profile held up and it didn't water it down. So we just got different flavors and you can, um, you know, meld it to your own liking. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, that's why I kind of tend to enjoy, uh, I was just, um, on a podcast we had recently with, uh, Martin Duffy from the Glencairn glass company. We were talking about like, uh, ice, ice cubes versus whiskey stones and those kinds of things. And that's why I, I think I enjoy the ice cube because I do like the, the dilution that you get a little bit without having to, you know, get too scientific with it, but you can, um, it's, you know, as it chills out and warms up a little bit, you can kind of, uh, I don't know, enjoy the the water as it progresses, right? Just tasting over, you know, half hour to an hour. Absolutely. So, um, as you know, making things with, uh, backbone spirits, what is your favorite cocktail to make with, uh, backbone bourbon or bone snapper rye either way or both yeah you know and just going back a little bit the mm-hmm. the consumer with the high proofs of kind of uh, diluting to their specification mm-hmm. our products also really work well for the bartenders because they can play with different formulas and recipes that you know it's not an 80 proof product that can right. only handle so much flavor so these yeah. can handle flavor and on that note as we started backbone bourbon uh, 10 years ago uh, in our catalog here in Indiana, we also started getting into the uh, apertis and digestifs and that whole category that has grown over the past few years. So my favorite drinks with backbone usually consist of the classic cocktails mm-hmm. and using things like Koki, DiTorino, uh, Dolan, Vermouth, mm-hmm. and some of the Amaros and other digestives that are coming out in the market. So just using those really classic, well-made products in classic cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a ton of flavor. And yeah. It's just day and night be putting that between that and just your typical um, $5 cocktail that you might get at most bars. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. I think there is a, uh, there's a market growing uh, maybe finally, at least me, Maybe I'm poisoned by working at uh, Citywide and seeing like uh, customers who have like um, above grocery store uh, cocktail tastes and people who want to experiment a little more. And I feel like the the flavor profile, at least of people drinking cocktails, is shifting towards more bitterness uh, so that they are making more cocktails uh, like with Amaros and whatnot. And they need um, they do need something stronger in the in the whiskey, bourbon, alcohol, spirits realm, uh, to be able to stand up to that other big, bitter flavor. Um, so that's, yeah, like it seems, I don't know where exactly I was going with that, but it seems like people, um, their flavors are changing in cocktails. And I think, yeah, you're right. You do need something that can handle that kind of flavor. Yeah. And I think the pandemic kind of pushed that with people drinking at home Mm -hmm. and are wanting to, um, up the level of 
maybe what they were drinking when they're staying home all the time. Yeah, definitely. We've also seen a huge rise in the um, liqueur market for the high-end, um, really well-made uh, liqueurs, whether they're fruit or um, what have you, that, again, elevate the flavor profile of a cocktail. And things like the Gaffards of the world and the Rothman and Winters really play well with our cocktails if you like that little bit of sweetness in your in your mixed drink. So, I mean, there's a whole array that the Backbone and Bone Snapper will play with and elevate your cocktail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's definitely an, uh, an education uh, point to that with people is uh, explaining the differences between your like your uh, Giffard and then, you know, versus like your traditional like De Kuyper or something. These the 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 liqueurs are different, the the curacao's, the things like that. Uh, your dry curacao versus your poo curacao and whatnot, where it's uh it's just explaining how and also how truly you do get so much more flavor. You get more, I mean, I feel like you get much more um bang for your buck on those on those Giffards as well, where you can, you know, it does cost double the price, but you're getting more than double the flavor out of the bottle, that's for sure. And it's the real thing. It's not right. artificially made. Yeah. <laughs> we look at our whiskey too, as you're drinking a barrel whiskey. There's right. no, we're not playing around with it. Yeah. So you're getting, I don't know, the true flavor of the barrel. And a lot of those uh, modifiers that are coming out now are traditional and they're the true flavor of what you're getting. So it's not uh, the artificial um, candied flavors. Right. So no caramel, no caramel colors, no caramel flavors. It's just, uh, you know, if you, if it's that color, it's because that's the way the barrel made it from that charred Absolutely. oak barrel. <laughs> you so, know, if you want to see a great example of that, just look at our uh, bone snapper rye on the shelf and our bone snapper x-ray. Um, mm -hmm. The difference is about a year and a half in age, same mash bill but the color profiles are so profoundly different. And that's just from 18 extra months in a barrel. And then just from sight, you also see that or taste that when you taste the product. So yeah, it's a pretty cool um, path to go down and experiment with different items. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to, uh, yeah, you can see the color and how it translates to the flavor for people and be able to pick up on those, those different notes that you, you might not get otherwise. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, so uh, as we, we're still at the beginning of the year, uh, it's February right now. And uh, so as we progress, anything fun we have uh, coming up, looking forward to from backbone, any, uh, I mean, I know we can't talk events cause that's not happening yet. Like we were talking about earlier, maybe by, uh, maybe by May, we'll see, but um, anything fun going on with the brand. So kind of on the innovative side, um, we just are releasing two items this uh, first quarter. One is called uh, Decade Down. Show you a oh, awesome. back here. Mm -hmm. This is a 10 year anniversary of our uncut. And it's some of the best barrels we had in inventory at this point in time. So barrels somewhere between six and I think eight, nine years old, mm -hmm. blended into our original um, um, mash bill of uncut so we're looking at doing a anniversary edition probably for the years to come uh, just because the uncut has been such a uh, huge product for us uh, we 
right now too are releasing our 15 year old i don't know if i have a bottle here <laughs> yeah i do have a little bit left here in this <laughs> very limited release of some 15 year old kentucky bourbon from backbone bourbon company oh amazing so, yeah you'll see uh that coming um in the next couple of weeks here in indiana and i think it at the same time we're shipping out to the other markets that are getting their allocations oh awesome yeah it's exciting and then down the road for this year uh a lot of experimentation with different types of barrels mm -hmm. um, started a few years ago uh, doing some aging in um, brand new wine barrels that haven't been used but they're dried a li little bit differently than mm -hmm. uh bourbon barrels and just in sampling those, you get such an elegant, soft version of our whiskey. And we're using cherry barrels now. We're finishing in some Amaro barrels. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, we're also looking at like some, uh, I think I even saw something on the docket that we've purchased some cherry liqueur barrels, uh, oh, wow. V barrels. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that could be uh, something that down the road, we'll have to see, see where it plays and just a lot of experimentation going on on that end. Yeah, I could see that cherry liqueur barrels uh, working out. You can make some incredible cocktails just with just with that whiskey alone, where just from the complexity that you get from that, um, you can add or subtract whatever flavors you need to from a, from your traditional old fashioned or Manhattan or whatnot. And one thing that's neat for the consumers that probably started full full force during the past year during the pandemic is uh, we offered up single barrels of items we had in inventory. And most of the time we harvest bourbon barrels between four and six years old, and they're harvested on taste, not like, hey, we need more whiskey next week. <laughs> um, but being able over the pandemic when we couldn't travel of sending our suppliers or even some really good customers uh, samples of these barrels and being able to ship them a full barrel of whiskey, uh, bottled of course, and the, uh, um, barrel, the empty barrel to go along and display it in their stores throughout the Midwest really helped our company um, get even more of a name. I mean, it, it was a, it was a good programming um, directive from our ownership that got us further out there. Mm -hmm. It's All been right. great. I've been able to travel a little bit. Um, the last couple, I should say last month and do a couple market visits and just getting the product in, not consumers, but buyers' mouths, I, I just see such a great response to our product uh, throughout the Midwest. And I think uh, it will just continue to grow. It's a really solid product. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just seeing it in, uh, in our stores when we have had tastings, I know we've done a few tastings before with uh, Backbone, and it seems like one of those that... Um, that people don't always pick up immediately off the shelf uh, just on a whim. But once they taste it, they're flying out the door because people like finally get a chance. Cause I mean, it's not like, like you said, like you're not, I mean, trying to hit that, you know, 80 proof inexpensive whiskey, you know, the, the line for bourbon or whatever, like you're, you know, it's a, it's a better product. It's, you know, what, between 40 and $60, depending on the bottle, depending on the proof and whatnot, like that's not an inexpensive budget product, but also um, it's, really well made um but yeah once people like get a chance to taste it um they like it, you seem to see them picking it up frequently that's for sure yes yes those <laughs> tastings do help 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I think there, yeah, there are certain products that we get to taste that it's like, we, we can only do, we do so much as we can as sales representatives to, to talk about it and whatnot. But like sometimes, you know, the best way to sell it is getting people to try it. But uh, sadly, that's been, been a little slow throughout the last year being able to do that. But all right, Kevin, well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, how can people get in contact with you and, uh, and Backbone regarding um, where to find these products and what, I mean, you can find them at Citywide Liquors for sure, but if you don't happen to be in the Michigan area, also, uh, where can they get in touch to uh, figure out where they can get these products? Look us up on uh, BackboneBourbonCompany.com. Um, we have been rede redeveloping our website uh, actually this first quarter, so we will start posting uh, locations that purchase and where you can buy throughout the Midwest um, backbone or find it on the bar. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of the best ways to uh, pull, ask your bar about it. And then if they don't have it, you know, at least getting that word out there, they'll be able to pull some in for you. I'm sure. Awesome. Well, Kevin, yeah. thanks so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Daniel.